for all things, for all things KC, KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City on this last Red Friday of the season. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwartz. Guys, we are all exhausted from the week. I don't have anything to be exhausted by, but you guys have been at Radio Row all week. I am so excited to hear the latest updates. Tell me everything. Well, just a couple more days till the Super Bowl, right? So we don't even need to do the the what the rest the updates. What updates do you have right uh, now? It's a very busy week, which is good. Nick uh, Nick survived his first ever Radio Row, which is important. And uh, you know we're still, as we'll get to later, uh, working on a ticket for him to the game. But you know what? <laughs> We made it. We made it. It's Red Friday. The Chiefs play a Super Bowl in two days, and that's what matters here. Yeah. You know, I'm not feeling super optimistic about finding a way in, but, <laughs> you know, it's the Super Bowl. I'm sure there's not that much security there. It's just a football game. <laughs> so if I need to weasel my way in and sneak in without a ticket, so be it. I think we'll get the job done. I fully support you in doing that. Okay. Let's just do little kid trench coat stuff. Yeah. Just all right on your shoulders. Okay. Just put on a big, tall trench coat. Fit me in your little duffel bag. <laughs> you know, throw me in the x-ray machine. I'll be fine. We'll be 12 I feet I feel tall. like uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley did that in a video I watched. It worked, I and guess what, Kayla? It worked. What the movies <laughs> taught us and television taught us is those things are real, and we can do them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm all for it. I'm all for you trying. Our tanks are running on empty, but we're going to get through this because it is the biggest podcast of the year. Yeah. Yeah, Guys. How are the nerves just a couple days out of Super Bowl 57? I actually feel pretty good. Um, I think I was really trying to like review how I feel about Philadelphia versus how I feel about Cincinnati. And and I do think that there's some things that are important that like Nick and I discussed in like previous podcasts or we've discussed and all those things, which is, look, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the glamour of all the, the, the big name players. Like, wow, they have Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd. And thinking that's the better roster and then thinking you're in there. So I actually do think the Eagles are the better team. I think they're better than Cincinnati, especially the version of Cincinnati the Chiefs had to face in the AFC title game because of all the injuries. But I think the Chiefs are more equipped now to beat a team like that. And in talking to a lot of people who I respect who cover the game, I think the Chiefs match up well against Philadelphia. I think there's things they do offensively that is going to be very challenging for the Eagles. And I think based on that, I I expect them to score. And honestly, sometimes I just think about the simple reality that is in 90 of 93 games that Patrick Mahomes has played in. He has either been tied or inside of a score in the fourth quarter of all those games. The man doesn't get blown out. And if he's not getting blown out, I expect him to win the Super Bowl. I know he got blown out in a Super Bowl under very different circumstances, but I don't know. I feel pretty good this late in the game. You know, it's so weird. I Whenever I get to this point in the season, I always sort of like try to do the close your eyes and imagine what happens. Imagine what we're talking about on Sunday night or Monday morning. And it's so it's such a useless exercise because I go back to the Bengals Bills game where you thought, OK, close your eyes. How does this one end? I thought, OK, well, these this game's played in the 30s. Both these teams go back and forth. One team wins by a field goal. Last team with the ball wins the game. And instead, it's the Bengals blowing out the Bills. I could have never envisioned that. And nobody leading up to the game was predicting that Cincinnati was going to blow Buffalo out. 
almost the same way that nobody was really expecting Philadelphia to do what to, to San Francisco, what they did, even though we couldn't have envisioned yeah, stuff, yeah. the quarterback injury for San Fran. But that's why I go into this game wondering, does any of this matter? Does, does any of my predictions about game flow and where the advantages lie ultimately matter? I'm nervous. I'll tell you what. You want my vibe check? We don't do vibe checks on Fridays. My vibe check for this game is I'm nervous. This is the big. And you don't normally say that. No, because this is a big deal. It's the biggest deal. There's going to be 100,000 people in that stadium. What? 80,000 people in that stadium. There's going to be 100 million people watching. It is the biggest deal in the world. Literally, every single person in America will be talking about this game on Monday morning. So win or lose, it is a massive deal. And that alone makes me very nervous. Even if I do think like the Chiefs will win because they have Patrick Mahomes and he's the great equalizer. And that just gives you confidence going into every game, which a lot of those things I do believe. It doesn't change the fact that we've seen so many games not go the way you think they're going to go and sort of preparing for any possible outcome does bring about a level of anxiety for a game like this. So rank, you're right. All this stuff is serious. And like, it's hard because like, we're so we're, we've gotten a little bit used to it in Kansas city. So like the, this is the super bowl. Like this is the Friday podcast. It's like two days. It's the super bowl. It's the most watched sporting event in the world. So that's kind of a big deal, but like rank the outcomes you think are most likely, right? Blowout chiefs, blowout Eagles, close game chiefs, close game Eagles. Blowout Eagles is last. Oh, I don't it's think in so. last place. I think we'll mean close game by either team is one and two, right? Whoever you think is going to win, it's close game one or two. If you're asking me, yeah, who's more likely to blow this game out? Yeah, I would probably put the Chiefs blowout over an Eagles blowout. I I, I misunderstood the question. I meant I'm confident in a Chiefs blowout. Ooh, wow. Like just from the jump? Are you less nervous than Nick? That would be breaking news on this podcast. Guys, I'm I'm less nervous about this game than I was the AFC championship. Yeah, I'm not. I would really? I, don't, I, I don't think I am. I was really confident going into the AFC championship game. And I the wasn't is because the of the, the style. Yeah, because yeah. the style of play that these teams like to win with. The Eagles have not been an up and down team like Cincinnati. This is not a team that started slow and overcame some injuries and then finished strong. This team has been a juggernaut from week one. They have played like the best team in football all season long. And if it weren't for the Jalen Hurts injury at the end of the season, which matters because there are still questions as to how close to 100% he's going to be with that shoulder injury entering this game. So I don't want to act like that doesn't matter. But if it weren't for that injury, you're talking about a team that really didn't sustain any setbacks all season, which never happens. You know, even in Mahomes' best years, there have been times where they've hit a rough patch. They've experienced a lull. This team hasn't done that. And so it is sort of tough for me to close my eyes and imagine all of a sudden there's going to be a game where they get played out of the building. Like, I just, I cannot imagine this Philadelphia team not playing a competitive football game. Do we think the competition is different? Because the whole time we're saying whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl because I feel like the competition in the AFC is different than the competition in the NFC. It is. that's where I'm more confident. It is. I mean, I, I've said that since the beginning. I guess that's why, like, when we get to predictions later, you're probably not going to be surprised. But 
the AFC was murderer's row. The problem is, is that the Super Bowl is this anomaly, right? It's just like stuck in its own little dumbass vacuum that doesn't make sense. And the problem is, is that it doesn't always go to script. There are tons of Super Bowls where I know the better team and they don't win. And look, there are plenty of people who say the Eagles are the better team and they may not win when this whole thing is over. To me, it all comes down to the conversation a little bit that's been the rest of this week, which is Mahomes makes me value this game differently. It's not that I'm not nervous that she's going to be in the Super Bowl. It's not that I'm nervous that they can't win, but Mahomes is in it. And if you're going to make me choose between Mahomes and Andy Reid, the single most talented quarterback in NFL history, one of the most accomplished coaches in NFL history, versus a second-year head coach and a third-year quarterback who finally had his first good year. Before that, it didn't even matter in this conversation. I know we finished second in the MVP vote tonight, but you know, or last night. But it's like, uh, I don't, you know, like, I'm going to choose Mahomes. I'm going to choose Reed. Like, I know that maybe that'll end up disappointing me because the Super Bowl's weird, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with those two. That's the OEF factor, though, right? When you go, how does this game end? And if the Chiefs end up winning because Patrick Mahomes goes nuclear, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, how do we not see that coming? It's Mahomes. Like, look what he did. He has experience in this game. They got down early. He came back because it's Mahomes. Oh, yeah, of course they did that. But I think you could do the same thing with the Eagles. If the Eagles kill the Chiefs up front, if they're getting after Mahomes all night, if Jalen Hurts has all night to throw, or if the Eagles run for 220 yards, you're going to go, oh, yeah. How did we not see this coming? This is one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. So that's why I'm really excited for this game, but it's also why I'm very nervous for this game because I think both teams have advantages in ways that can give you confidence in their ability to win depending on who you actually think is the better team. Agree. <clears throat> and yes, I am I am nervous. I'm just not as nervous as I was getting here, but it's the freaking Super Bowl. So yeah, um, but I am I am confident. I'm feeling good about the Chiefs. But it's at the same time, we just have no idea what to expect. I feel like I can't tell how this is going to go. I hope it's a close game. I hope it's a good, good matchup or we blow them out. I'll take one of those two. <laughs> um, and it's all because, like we said, Mahomes, who, as Cody mentioned, won MVP. I would love to see the MVP win a Super Bowl because has that ever happened? Yes or no? It has happened, but the last nine quarterbacks to win MVP are 0 and 9 in the Super Bowl. Who was the last one to Sunday. Do it? Kurt Warner? Yeah, it was Kurt Warner. <gasps> Whoa. So it's been 0 and 9 in their last nine. That all changes Sunday. You know where Mark Kurt Warner words. played football, though, at the end of his career? Arizona. Arizona. Well, how does that have anything to do? Well, that's where the Super Bowl is. <laughs> it's a full uh -oh. circle thing, Cody. Yeah, it oh, makes sense. Keep up here, pal. I don't think we remember Kurt Warner for his time in Arizona, even though he played <laughs> here. Went to an NFC Championship game. Wow. Oh. Didn't win though. Went to it though. Yeah, you know what? Good point, Nick. And people don't forget. Honestly, Mahomes defies those things anyway, doesn't he? he oh does. no, it's like he's a once in a lifetime. So I don't care about those other nine losers. Tom Brady was one of them, but I don't mm. care about those other eight mm -hmm. losers and that one time Tom Brady lost. Yeah. Well, speaking of MVP, what would you guys say Mahomes' signature moment this season was? Man, man there's so many choices. I was Take I was really trying to think about, because like I was considering like the Clyde throw or the run where he was like vertical and he stuck his arm out, but I, I'm going to go with the Jarek McKinnon pass. 
There's something about the way he does that that encompasses literally everything he does. He scrambled. It's a no look. It's like an awkward throw from a weird position to a player that's not supposed to be a star right before he had kind of had a late season push. To me, it was kind of everything. It's like the what the hell are we supposed to do play of the year. It's how are we supposed to defend this guy? What are we going to do? And all of those things. And that's why I I, I kind of feel like that one's his MVP moment. I, I think there are several choices probably. But for whatever reason, that Jarek McKinnon one is the one that sticks out to me. The Clyde one is the first play when I close my eyes and think about this season. That's the play that ever since he made it keeps coming up. And that was so long ago. It's like week two, three. Stop it. Stop it. It was. It was like week five. It was early. It was Collins before Clyde got the call. And, hurt. and it was a game that didn't. Oh, I thought you were actually telling me to stop. No, no, no. I was I was quoting um, my buddy Chris over at NBC. Yeah, that's oh. right. That's right. That's he, the call where he was going nuts. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what's so funny is that game didn't mean anything. It was the Bucks, and they didn't really factor into the equation. Like at the time, it was a big deal because it was Tampa Bay, Kansas City, the first time they'd faced since the Super Bowl. You look back on it, and that game was pretty inconsequential. But that play has not been repped. It's not like we've seen multiple guys do that. And no. of course you can do that with the McKinnon play. You can do that with so many of his plays, but I feel like that play is the perfect encapsulation of what this season was, which is maybe not as many games where he made these, you know, super freak alien 60 yard throws on a dime. Like we're used to seeing in the past, but almost every single week he made one of those throws where you say, well, Ain't anybody else in the NFL quite doing that. What's amazing is that was like a two-yard throw. You were describing like a two-yard pass. <laughs> he was at like the two-yard line. Yeah. It's not even like... Let me like, ask you guys this. Since it can't... Since I know these plays don't factor into the MVP award, are his are any of the postseason plays eligible for this conversation? Well, Cody, I was wondering if which are, McKinnon then, play then you were talking last, about. Then Cincinnati, the run versus Cincinnati is the winner, right? Oh man, dude, that no, the the run where he went horizontal, Nick, and he's I'm like, going with that one where he touched the pylon, like touchdown, like he's just standing parallel to the ground. I feel like That's that mine. has to rank somewhere. Yeah, but it, that, it, that was against Seattle, right? Who cares? They need all their wins, right? But the the sense that if if the okay. so we're I talking about two things, right? We're talking yeah. about everyone in the MVP, but if they end up winning the Super Bowl, yeah, that run the play we're talking about is the run versus Cincinnati, probably. Yeah. To this point, less another jet chip wasp situation happens in the Super Bowl, then sure. That'd be fun. I mean, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> Tyreek was quiet the entire offseason. I feel like like two of his last three tweets have been about Mahomes. Like, uh, it, it's funny. It was like all of his old guys coming out of the woodworks. Two days ago, Tyron Matthews sent out the tweet that said, nobody gives Andy the respect he deserves. That's my guy. And you're like, okay. And then Tyreek sent out the thing to be like, nothing but love for Mahomes. You're like, yeah. You Did you see his big red tweet too? Who, Tyreek's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see. As you can imagine, turns out those guys probably have a little bit of respect for their former team with all the winning they're doing. Now, Tyron Matthew was, he didn't like choose to leave like Tyreek Hill. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there's times when you're like, oh, they're in the Super Bowl again. Damn it, I bet it's cool to be there.
<laughs> I have no sympathy for Tyreek. It is what I it made is. His bed. Guys, Patrick Mahomes has played against the league's number one defense seven times and has performed well in those matchups. Do we care what ranking an opposing defense has going into a matchup? The Eagles are pretty good. Um, yes, his record goes six and one points per game, 31 pass yards per game, 322 touchdown to interception ratio, 15 to seven passer rating, 94.3%. Let's say the same time, Nick, do you care <laughs> what an opposing defense ranks against mom? One, two, three. Uh, no. Depends. Depends. What? God, God, That's the wrong answer. Nick. The Jeez. answer was clearly no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. What do you mean? Depends. He's six and one. In the seven times he's well, faced the number one? one defense. Well, what about that one? He lost one game. Okay, well, I don't want him to lose this one. <laughs> okay. The answer is no. They score against everybody. They faced top five defenses in the league five times this year. And he scored against all of them. They were either one possession losses, admittedly, against like teams like Buffalo, or he dropped like 44 against maybe the league's best defense in San Francisco. It's not that they can't. They're not more equipped to slow teams down. Is that Mahomes scores no matter who the defense he's playing against. I guess I'll let you go now, Nick, since you said it depends. But I don't care. I still feel like if you were the Eagles, there's a minimum threshold of points you have to get to in order to win. That's what really matters here to me about this stat. It's less about Mahomes and more about this offense versus the league's number one defense. And 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 really, to maybe a further extent, it's – the opposing defensive coordinator, right? Go back to last year, Cincinnati. We weren't going into the AFC championship game thinking that Lou Anamuro, Lou Anam, what is it? Anamuro? Amanero or Anamuro? It's too late in the day. I'm, there's no way I'm going to try to pronounce that tonight. <laughs> the Bengals <laughs> Let's were keep not trying. The Bengals were not. Anamuro, just on And they weren't, they are a top tier defense and they weren't one this year either but they had such a sound defensive strategy that they were willing to commit to, right? A lot of defensive coordinators have a great strategy, but then they waver if things aren't going their way early in the game. The Bengals said, we're going to give you the underneath stuff, and we are going to bet that through four quarters, you will get impatient. You will, at some point, try to start taking the deep stuff, even though we're never going to give it to you. And for the first time in his career, Patrick Mahomes looked mortal. He played into what the opposing defense wanted him to do. I don't know what the Eagles want Mahomes to do, but I know what they do well, which is get after the quarterback. They do it better than anybody. Better than anybody, and it's not even close. There's a mile between what they do and the rest of the NFL does. Their front seven is so damn good. And they are, much like many teams have tried to do over the last two years, going to predicate their game plan on getting after Mahomes without having to blitz, right? Basically the antithesis of what Steve Spagnuolo does. So it's less about Mahomes to me and more about the offensive line. I don't have concerns about Mahomes. I don't have concerns about Mahomes in any scenario, in any game. 
But I go back to the way the Chiefs lost the only Super Bowl that they've lost with Mahomes at quarterback, and it all came down to the offensive line. It did, and I'm not saying that they don't matter, but like even in a conversation we had on Radio Row with Warren Sharp, I think one of the things it's like if you just say number one defense versus number one pass offense, typically that goes bad for the number one pass offense. But the Chiefs, in my opinion, are a good matchup for Philadelphia. Because the problems is they are league average or worse when facing quarterbacks who get rid of the ball quickly. They're league average or worse at teams that attack the middle of the field with guys like Juju or Travis Kelsey. Their strengths lie with teams who take too long to throw the ball, which Mahomes is guilty of sometimes, but less so when he's got a bum ankle. And teams who can't attack the middle of the field. And I don't know, they have Travis Kelsey. It's like I have a hard time even though I know they're a really good defense thinking that this is going to be the team that gives them fits because from a matchup perspective, this would actually be a good matchup for the chiefs defensively, even though they are the number one defense in the NFL in a number of metrics, there are reasons to think that this should be good for the chiefs just based on how the Eagles play defense. In the words of one of Andy Reid's favorite rappers, I ain't got no worries. Okay. I have a few worries, but I'm confident about what Pat can do against tough defenses. Are you are you prepared, Kayla, on this podcast to list your five favorite rappers? <laughs> no. Oh, he only did three? He did. Uh, well, he got Lil Wayne and Lil Sean confused. Well, and he also named Master P, which is super rough. dated. It's rough. That's a rough, <laughs> that's a rough one to name. Gosh, I love Andy Who are your Reed top three? more than anyone Kendrick else. Kendrick Lamar is in my top three. Eminem and, oh, God, do I have to? Drake. Not Drake. Jay-Z. It's probably just like, yeah. It's Lil, Nelly. Nelly. Not little Yachty. Mizzou, Missouri like guy. You're not that old. I like the older rappers. No, you're pretty hip. Who are your favorites? I don't think he means it. <laughs> Did you say Which are your three? Oh, man. There's too many to name. <laughs> Fine. Name your top three country musicians. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Shania Twain is like, at the top. This is impossible. Listen, don't make me limit myself to just three <laughs> kayla you're like ready to, with country. i don't like to play favorites i don't want one of them to hear this oh yeah and then be offended that i left them off the list <laughs> that would be tough would be very I, tough it is hard i have so many country artists i love yeah like that um chris that guy stapleton that's He's singing, he's singing the national anthem yeah love chris stapleton oh my gosh he's great i've seen him in i cannot name a single song he does I have nothing against parachute? the genre. It's just not one I listen to. Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey's good. Parachute. Tennessee whiskey. You're as smooth as Tennessee Connor. whiskey. No one wants to hear me sing. Never heard that. That was good. You're Never as sweet as strawberry wine. Never. Yeah. Strawberry wine. The only song I'm familiar with that is by uh, Deanna Carter. Artist. Yeah, Deanna Carter. Strawberry, strawberry wine. Seventeen. Wine. That one I've heard. I've heard that. Wait. So wait. This guy's just a ripoff. He's using no. strawberry wine in a lyric 20 years later. He's a ripoff. He's a hack. Okay. You know what? As a matter of fact, Chris Stapleton's a hack. That's 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 how we that's how we're moving into this podcast. He's fucking stealing from her, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I don't stand by anything. I don't stand by any of this. I think he's a, well, great, he's a great songwriter. <laughs> While we're a little off the rails here, um, I felt really sad for Mahomes when that reporter played the joke on him about Rihanna. That wasn't nice. Okay, so I actually did Marshall. not like that. 
That was Brandon it Marshall. It was? Yeah. Oh. oh. I'm glad he didn't get into the Hall of Fame now, you know? Makes me feel I thought, that was never that was mean. I felt really bad. I did, did it was well, it's like one of those pranks where it's like there's not there's nothing really endearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. She didn't say that. But for real though, how's this I, going? I now <laughs> want to follow up from Rihanna for her rebuttal to be like, actually, no, yeah, he is my favorite. I'll ask her on Sunday. We're, we're planning a private dinner with, with all of us. Brunch. <laughs> Brunch. Yeah. Me, Rihanna, Nick. Brad Pitt. A few other friends. Small group. <laughs> okay, get to the bottom of it, please. <laughs> well, well, that brings us to, guys. Let's get an update on the confidence meter for Nick and myself getting okay. to the Super Bowl. Uh, all right, so you guys will have to work. Work, work. That's a Rihanna reference. Go ahead, Nick. What do you got? Where's your confidence? No, meter? wait, work, that's work, work, not. Work. Yeah. It's oh, that one. Fast. I was it doesn't thinking... matter. I was no, thinking of another matter. girl. Group. Okay. So just no, or how confident are you? Da, 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 work, you work, work. You want to be a smart, if you want to be a smart mouth, then, uh, you know, <laughs> the reference, right? Um, I'll, I'll put it at about 5% right now. That's so low. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday. It's Friday the Super Bowl. I'm about, I'm feeling about a 5%. Kayla, where are you at? I'm right there with you, pal. Five percent. That's all you're giving each other. I I have a few more people to like, kind of nudge, but it once you get a free ticket, anything more than that just feels like a lot. (laughs) Wait how how low of a ticket have you been offered? Two thousand. That's not happening. I my friend's boyfriend maybe could get one for eight hundred, but even that, I'm like. I went for free That's last cheaper. time. Look, if it makes you feel any but better, I went for a, free. <laughs> a professional major league baseball player told us today that the cheapest ticket he was offered like 1600. So you're really in the ballpark. That's a professional baseball player. You'd think you'd have some kind of connection in this, right? Uh, I was hoping for some kind of media pass, but that's not happening either. Mm, I think Nick was hoping for that for a little while as well. No, you know what? I never wanted the media pass. I'm just <laughs> I want to go in route with the rest of the fans and anybody who, who's covering the game is media. It's just like, okay, are you even? What's the point of even going? Okay, at that point, you know. Wait, just, wait, Nick, are you staying in Arizona through the weekend? That's to be determined. Depends on if we can still get that ticket. He's trying to decide yeah. if he can get that five percent, just a little, just a little bit. Yeah, if we can get that five percent, I'm talking about fifteen. Are you willing? Are you are you willing to pay? What are you paying? No, he wants a free one. No, I'm <laughs> absolutely not. What do I look like, Daddy Warbucks? You know how much you can pay from this <laughs> podcast? Is it millions of dollars? Yeah, like if me? I if I reinvested every dollar that I've made from this podcast, I'd be about a third of the way there. <laughs> Dude, tickets are so expensive. Kayla. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. What have you guys been hearing? Like, what are they going for right now? They actually, people Nick has insight on this. He says they're going down. He's yeah, following the market. So I've got, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a source that tells me that mm-hmm. uh, ticket prices have gone down ten to fifteen percent. So the market, market's moving, Kayla. Okay, well, th- that piques my interest. Maybe you can get that eight hundred dollars down to five. What is your, what, admit it, what is your maximum amount you are personally willing to spend on a ticket? Uh, I mean, you have to be realistic because on one hand, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. When I saw the Chiefs play the Chargers, I play, I paid 75 for a ticket. We were up kind of in the higher section, but then I also got a free field pass. So it was like, whatever. I'll pay $70 for, yeah. That's a cheap NFL ticket. I know. For any game. Um, I don't even know. It's just like, 
I just want someone to be like, here, I'm not going. You can have my ticket. Kind of oh. like it happened last time. That I'm not trying to sound like a brat, but what would I pay? Um, I don't know. If you don't fly in Sunday morning and then someone offers you a ticket, will you give it to Nick? Yeah. Let's say it's Sunday, 11 well, o'clock. I'm going to have to cancel my flight Saturday yeah. at like sure. 8 a.m. Okay, so it, let's you have say to cancel like, 24 like, hours in advance. It's like 9 p.m. Saturday night. It's like too late for you. And then a ticket comes up. Are you giving this to Nick? I guess I will have to. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's I, what I, I would do the same for you. I would do the same for you, Ken. Unless I just rent a car in the morning and drive. Uh, that's too late. Hold on. You don't, you don't want, want to do that. You don't want to. Yeah. Unless you have two tickets, then at that point, then yeah, maybe rent a car. Like, you know. But if there's only one ticket, then just you know. Yeah, you know what? Come on, that's a big to do. You know what? I've already been to one. I'll. I want you to experience it. That's wow. the kind of friend I am. Wow. What a friend. Do you think if Nick wore my glasses, he could I pass am? as me and I could just give him my pass if he shaved? All right, Nick, you shave. Wear my glasses. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. It's, hey. Wait, can you can you pass the pass back? Is that a thing we can do like we did in college what's something? What's something that you say a lot? I don't know. To me. Okay. To me, I think that. Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to make fun of me, you're going to have to get a significantly better hairline by Sunday. Okay. Oh! I've been wearing a hat all day. day. Make fun of me. And That's how this is going to go. just hat hair. This hairline's completely normal. (laughs) Find a new slant. (laughs) I don't want to go from here. We need to clip that. That was a good... That was a good impression. To me... I don't know why you always... You give me, like, the biggest Poindexter voice. But you you do. You do. Okay, <laughs> guys. Also, I'm gonna miss you doing the podcast side by side. This has been fun. Yeah, it's it adds a different element, doesn't it? It does. Maybe I'll be there this weekend, and we oh, can all did, do it. We did, we did one. That would be epic. Night. Electric, electric, electric. Are you guys going to the Chiefs after party if they win? Uh, I've not formally been invited. <laughs> 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 Anything's possible. Keeping the calendar open, Clark. So I um, feel like I could. I feel like I could get us into that one if I get it. Get there. Ooh, okay. 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 Well, I'm keeping. I'm keeping the schedule wide. <laughs> are we okay? I don't think we are. What did I miss? Look. <laughs> The uh, week of Radio Row and Super Bowl is, is it's, getting it's to them. Kayla. Is it dry there in the desert? What's happening? Uh, <laughs> Are we getting enough oxygen? We just we just may never recover. I don't know why that was so funny. It just was. That's why. What was the funny part? He just goes, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, let's get these pictures. You, you, okay, guys been, you guys have been staying with each other too long. Um, okay, it is time for our Super Bowl predictions. All right, we made it. The Super granddaddy Bowl. of them all. Who is going first? I'll go first. Um, I know in, in addition to our predictions, we like to predict exactly what's going to happen in the game. So, or at least one player we think is going to step up. It's Chris Jones times two. I know the Eagles have a reputation for having the best offensive line in the NFL, but they've given up 40 plus sacks this year. They will give up sacks. And I think that Chris Jones is going to be a huge part of that. 
I think that the trenches are really even here, but I think offensively the Chiefs line up well. I like them in this game for that reason. But I think that Chris Jones is going to have back-to-back. Officially Ooh. cement his Kansas City Chiefs legacy. Two sacks in this game. Chiefs win 27-21. to 21. You know, talking to people all week, everybody kind of keeps saying the same thing, which is Eagles are the better team. They've been better all year long. They have the better roster. But Mahomes. And it's so hard to bet against anyone with Mahomes. And I understand why you would feel that way because I don't have the same confidence in the Eagles if they're down in the fourth quarter as I would have in the Chiefs. If Chiefs are down by a touchdown with six to go, you're feeling a little anxious, but you're still feeling like you have a shot. I don't know if you're going to feel that way if the Eagles are in the same spot. So I'm going to go Chiefs 27, Eagles 24. And I think Isaiah Pacheco has another big game. He's had a career high in receiving yards against Cincinnati. You know the Chiefs are going to take the underneath stuff, and I feel like as they continue to get him more involved and more than that, they continue to place more trust in him than they did maybe two months ago where he had a very defined role of you're going to be first and second down between the tackles. McKinnon's going to come in, be our pass blocker, be our third down back. They now trust him to be a pass catcher, which he never was at Rutgers, and if they continue to give the Chiefs underneath stuff, which I think they will – I wouldn't be shocked to see him have another big game. And even to the point where maybe he takes one upfield and, and kind of breaks one open. So I think it's a, a, another big game for the, for the underneath stuff for the chiefs, which has sort of been their bread and butter all year long. Mahomes takes that. I think it's another big game for the rookie. Love everything you both just said. We have something special about three. I'm going to explain. Wasp was one third down with seven thirteen left. The 13 second game, we lost to the Bengals three times, not four. We're playing in the 2023 Super Bowl with a kickoff at 3.30 Pacific time. Oh, choosing your time zones. My time zone. This helps my case. Um, We scored 23 points to get to Super Bowl 57. We had five games with uh, a total in the 30s. So I am going Chiefs 30, Eagles 27. Who's the big hero of the game for you? I bet we're all going to guess Mahomes wins MVP, but yeah, that's why. I didn't, what do you think happens in this to, game? I didn't want to go Mahomes because I felt that was win MVP because it's quarterback and it's the Super Bowl. But it was yeah, I I was playing around with a different few different um, final score predictions, but I am going. I mean, Pat's the obvious. I want to go. Mm, do I go MVS McKinnon back to back game? I, I like the Pacheco answer. You know me. I just. All the offensive players. The How do we think Kelsey's going to do? I don't know. He averages seven catches and 100 yards and a touchdown in the postseason. So that, I guess. <laughs> like, I know that it might be like, boy, what a run of the middle Super Bowl. I don't know. Probably like 100 yards and a touchdown. Pretty normal game for him, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And he'll win the Kelsey Bowl. That's what matters the most. <gasps> Right, and then that's and, a big award too. That at the end of the game, his mom will say, "I lied. I actually love my yeah. son Travis Kelsey more than my son." Travis Jason, was so. always my favorite, and I want that to be known now that he's won the Super Bowl against Jason. It's yeah. Did you guys see Don at Radio Row? We did. She had no shortage of twenty people around her. Okay, then maybe a sh- maybe a bit of a okay, shortage. Fine. It was like <laughs> eleven, it was but it was big, a lot of people. That's a big. A big it was the third biggest posse we saw. The second biggest was Deion Sanders, and the first biggest was Rob Gronkowski today. Yeah, that's true. Wow. But Donna Kelsey, Kelsey. Was yeah, 
She runs. Hey, popular. Dude, Derwin James was only running one deep, and that guy still stiffed army. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Donna Kelsey squads up, man. That, that's all. That's all there really is to it. She's in high demand. Yeah. Is she flipping the coin yet? Do we know? I don't think she's going to do that, but I guess I don't know for sure. Okay. Have they announced that? I mean, I'm sure they have, <laughs> but I don't know who it is. I'm not going to Google it to find out, but I'm assuming it's not Donna Kelsey, even yeah. though she deserves it for she 30 does. plus years of motherhood and uh, for sure raising uh, two Super Bowl winning sons and one who will have two Super Bowls. That's true. She's, she's already won. Yeah. She basically is the MVP. Pretty much hit the parent lottery. This is true. Fellas, anything else we want to add? I don't think so. What's on no, the agenda what a pleasure this weekend? It's been. I feel like we'll do our sweet goodbyes to the season uh, in the post Super Bowl reaction episode. So I want to save that for that. Yeah. But uh, yes, I, I feel I still feel like the Chiefs are going to win. I know we've all predicted the Chiefs to win, and I'm going to forgive Nick when this episode ends forever predicting that they would lose in the playoffs. I, I, don't, I officially I never forgive did. Nick. I never the did. The Chargers and Bills get out of here. Super Bowl vibes, baby. <laughs> all the way. Never going to let you forget it. <laughs> Well, guys, hope to see you in Arizona. I don't know that it's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Regardless, Nick, best of luck to you, too. I hope you get there. And we'll see you all on the other side. Hopefully with a Super Bowl win. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Buckle up, Chiefs Kingdom. (laughs) 